You're listening to Scariff Bay Community Radio and this is Around the Parishes, the programme where we go all over East Clare every week to find out what's going on in all the different areas. Today our focus is on Tumgraney and I'm delighted to be joined here in studio by our correspondent in Tumgraney, Paul Brooks. Paul, you're very welcome. Thank you, Jim. Thank you very much. Paul, I suppose Tumgraney is a... Synonymous with Tumgraney is uh, St. Cronin's, and St. Cronin's uh, Church of Ireland Church uh, is open and receiving visitors. It is indeed, and I would remind everyone, first thing now, is that the church is remaining open to visitors until the end of September. So any time during the day, roughly between 10 o'clock and 5 o'clock in the evening, you can have a wander around the beautiful church. And obviously you can press the button and you can view our little video on the history of the building which is a, it's a very interesting, and I know you've seen, seen it yourself, Jim, and many people have seen it, but I ran across a couple the other night. Um, I met them in the church, and they hadn't seen it, living very locally, and they were delighted. I pressed the button for them there and had a view of it. But we did have um, a, a, fair, a fair size of visitors there during the week. Uh, one evening there during the week, there was a group of ladies from the uh, ICA, from various guilds from around Clare, who I think occasionally go off to different places and have a walk around and, and have a chat, as, as women do, and as men do as well, of course. Yes, so. Good recovery uh, yes, there. Yes, yes, I didn't want to be. Uh, but there were a very nice group of ladies there, and I gave them a little talk on St. Cronin's, and they were very impressed. They had been around the village. They were looking at the various little historical sites in the park and down at the lime kiln and that sort of thing, and they, they were very impressed there with St. Cronin's and the video and very interested indeed. Yeah, it's such a gem that you know the oldest working church in the in in Britain or Ireland, and we have it here on our own doorstep. So um, it's it's only right and proper that you know people should visit it and that uh, people in Tumgraney, as I know you are, very proud of it. Indeed, I mean we would at some point maybe in the future I'll see about getting a counter or something. So you'd love to measure the 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 level of visitors. Now I'm sure with staycations and all this sort of stuff this year. It's probably been increased. We used to have a visitor's book where you get some idea, not not everyone writes in the book, but you get some idea of how many visitors. But um, it would be interesting to know how many people have visited late now because um, I'm sure this year was must have been up late now with, with everybody not heading to the airport. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I suppose another uh, feature in the village, not maybe not quite as old as St. Cronin's, uh, is the lime kill on the road down to Redden's Quay. And uh, I know that you have done some work on that and made some uh, new features there recently. Indeed, Jim. Um, this really has been going on. We're, we're, you could say we're almost at the end of uh, restoration of the lime kiln, which um, would the community would have started over 30 years ago with the East Clare Heritage. They did some work back in the 90s, because at the time I've seen pictures um, of this large, large tree growing out of the middle of it, and obviously, I do regard industrial heritage uh, as important and you know, agricultural heritage as important as any other heritage that we have in the country because you can easily lose these things. And there were hundreds and hundreds of lime kilns, but a lot of them have you know, disappeared into the landscape. Um, but very recently, um, in the last couple of weeks, we have done another bit of work uh, with the help of the grant from the Heritage Council we have installed, um, the entrance was a bit mucky and, and untidy there, and mucky underfoot, shall we say. So we have put tarmac underneath 
uh, at the entrance, so where you park, and on the first um, path inside the um, as you enter the, the, the site. And we've also installed a new information panel uh, to inform visitors about uh, about the history of this particular lime kiln, about how lime kilns worked, and the whole this lovely um, cut cut out diagram there to show you how it worked and and the whole method, and also about the restoration project over the past 30 years that um what was it now two years ago we did some work on the the outer walls and then last year uh the the inner pot was missing had been had gone missing for years and years so that was rebuilt there last year and we installed a cover over it there over the winter and now we've the sign so it's it's a lovely spot to visit and i would encourage everyone it's open obviously this is open 24 7 uh, for all all the year, so, yeah, and, uh, and I suppose you know the the East Clare heritage people who did work on it, and obviously it acknowledges their work yes, as well. Yeah. But what I love about the the new sign, which I've had a look at on your laptop, I haven't mm-hmm. visited it yet, is um is is the what you mentioned there of how the limestone worked or how the the lime kill worked? Yes, how the limestone uh, was was made into lime. And uh, and the, the the lovely the graphics that are there, which explains it very well. Yeah, there's a lot of information on it, but it's also I think if 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 young children look at the sign, there's enough their interest to them to keep their attention, and they'll learn they'll come away with they'll learn something because it's it's I suppose it's probably seventy years now since that was fired up. Now I'm not promising this, but hopefully maybe next year, maybe if there's a June a June weekend, we might put a fire in that lime kiln again. It hasn't been fired for. For 70 years but um going back to the um we got an awful lot of help over the past couple of years um i mean there was a leader grant there back in around 2011 now that did more work with the tda on the building and then over the past couple of years we've helped from clare county council with the built heritage scheme uh we've got also got some help from the primrose trust up in the northern island which is a group that covers the whole of ireland and we got a bit of help, a small bit of help from the uh, J.P. Manus Benevolent Fund. And obviously then you always have to put in a little bit of money um, from the community. So the community, I have to say, like have supported us, obviously, through our fundraising over the years. So it's, it's great to have the building in probably the best condition it's been in for a long, long time. And uh, hopefully like now, maybe next year we'll, we'll, um, we'll, we'll be able to do something. I was um, the man who worked on it, or the or the company is Vernicular uh, Conservation, and the main man there is Owen Madigan, who was a tremendous help to us and a great fountain of information as regards lime kilns. And um, we have recorded some uh, audio with with uh, with Owen and his whole team, and um, um, Primrose Wilson of the of, of the Primrose Trust. So we're hoping now we're working with a with a with a local man that you might know yes. to try and put together a little bit of a of a radio program in in the near future. Um, I did meet a man down there uh, last week. I was doing a bit of work down there, and I spotted a certain gentleman, uh, a friend of yours, who would be known as uh, John S. Kelly, yeah. who happened to be heading down to Pat Hayes's garage. So no I, in, no interest in history, not at all. Like <laughs> now. So I says to John, I says John. You have a bit of interest in history, John, wouldn't you? Like now, I said. I said, John, actually, you're a bit of history yourself, like now. Anyway, so John, come on down. We put a new sign in here, whatever. So John came down. He duly came down anyway, and and I got a seal of approval from John S. Well, so that, that I think important. that's 
that's and we should almost put a sign up for that now. Yes. Uh, no, John was he was very impressed with it. Like now, and as as he said, I mean, losing keeping these things are, are, are vitally important. Like now, going forward, that's so right. it's it's a great place to visit. So please pop in down there again, fr- free to visit. Like now, and on heading down to Redden's Key. So lovely spot. Okay, you've been you have. Uh, entered the tidy towns again, uh, the virtual tidy towns or whatever it is this year. Yes, the tidy towns this year. I, I, I don't know whether everybody knows, but it was on the television. Um, there it was announced there earlier in the year that they they really wanted to have a competition this year, and um, to lose it, they had no competition last year. To lose it again this year, you run the risk of it disappearing there. And as I have always said, I mean the single biggest winner for the Tidy Towns competition is, is the country of Ireland. Because without it, you know, the place wouldn't look anywhere near as good as it does. So this year, uh, we, we put in, along with around, I think, 900 other, other villages and towns and communities, uh, we put in, and the, the whole application, or the whole judging, is done on your application. So I did the two grainy ones, so I'm not sure what's going to happen there. But anyway, um, I... I could honestly say, Jim, I haven't got the foggiest idea how they're going to judge it. Yes. Uh, and whatever about a Tungrani or a Scarif, a Badaik, a Fecal, smaller places, one thing. How they are going to judge Ennis against Westport and Kilkenny. But I, I don't know. But look, it's, it's good to have the competition back. Um, they are saying sometime in November they'll have the results out. Um, and they're not even sure how they're going to do it, or whether they have an event, or you know, it's, mm. it's all a little bit uncertain now. I suppose they'd probably have to go a little bit by the past few years as well, when when there was a competition, when somebody did visit. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I suppose it's important that the competition remains an ongoing um, feature of the community landscape in the country. Yeah, my my own personal view is I think uh, the results you got two years ago and then they will view your application and see what projects you've done and what you've been doing. Um, they won't penalise anyone. Obviously, during the during the pandemic, things were, was difficult for, for groups to get projects done. But um, So I think they'll just sort of say, oh, well, look, you've done some good work there but, and we'll give you a few more points there mm. and add it on to the ones you got from two years ago. But presumably ago. you had to send photographs, did you? You have to of- send, yeah, you had to send photographs. I, I was very conscious that you didn't want to send an absolute biblical Bible of, of information that they have to go through, you know, hundreds and hundreds of these. Yeah. So you try to be as concise as possible. But at the same time, now in Tungrani, we were lucky. We had a, a number of projects over the past uh, 18 months that we were able to get done in spite of the pandemic. Obviously, um, I'm sure, Jim, you've noticed that the Memorial Park upgrade is, is one of our biggest ones. Yes, the, the new um, gazebo. The gazebo there now, and we, the new pass and all that sort of stuff. And it's been, I must say, any time I passed, actually I passed there the other day and there was every seat under the gazebo and the seats outside the gazebo were full. Actually, there was some group that arrived there were having some sort of a picnic there. Mm. And that's that's why it's there and i've i've seen actually a, a couple of times having passing students gathered there students from the college and you'd know by their uniforms yeah yeah and i saw there the morning um of the, of the uh, leaving cert results there and i saw two young ladies there sitting up there discussing the the, the, the their good results they're good say. of course yeah um, but it's great there like now look some people can say oh oh it'll encourage antisocial behavior uh, that's i don't go with that at all again that's the case then we'd have 
no seats, no nothing, no nothing like now. That's not the way to go. Yeah, well, and possibly because it's in the centre of the village and it's open from all sides. Uh, hopefully that will discourage anybody who might be of a mind to cause antisocial problems. Yeah, too. we did think about that when we were positioning the gazebo. You put it there, so it's quite open like now, and it's not, you know, in a dark corner. Of the, and there. And look, thankfully, like now, I'm touching some wood here, Jim, that, you know, we, we don't, we have very little of that sort of problem in this part of the world, and let's hope it, it stays that way. Okay. One thing I see here that's happening in Tumgraney, which is really good news, is that the Harp Festival will continue, and please God, next year will be a full event again. Indeed. I was talking to um, Mary Coffey now, who's the, the current mayor of Tumgraney, uh, and she's heavily involved with the Harp Festival. And Mary was telling me, that um, obviously last year they, they ran it because they wanted, again, a bit like the Tiger Talent, they don't want to lose these things. So they ran it, it was online, and they were ha- very happy with the success of it online. But obviously, like we, we'd all like to hear music live. So next year they are, they're making plans at the moment to uh, run the event as a live event with some online presence as well. Um, and they've re- rebranded the, uh, the Harp Festival, and it's now the Tumgraney Harp Festival, and you can check out their Facebook page and their website. And they are positioning the... Um, it used to vary each year. They used to have it uh, the weekend before Easter. And obviously Easter moves around. So they, they studied the, um, the local calendar of events and festivals. And also within their own sphere, shall we say, of the music and harp and that sort of thing. And they have chosen the second weekend of uh, May each year. It'll be a set weekend each year so the second weekend of may will be the festival next year and uh i wish them all the best for it and let's hope now they're back in st cronin's and these sorts of places and uh playing live music yes very good and i mean i suppose a great debt of gratitude goes to lizzie appletair who you know spearheaded this harp festival originally called the Blossom Harp Festival in, over a number of years in Tumgraney. Indeed. Now, Lizzie's up in, in uh, Boundless Low these days, but certainly Lizzie kicked it off uh, there. I think it's, Jim, is it, would you think it was five years? Uh, yes, five or six I'd say years about now. five years. It's yeah. going about the same length as, as, the, as your good selves. As the radio here, yes. yes. Well, I know you've broadcast from there, and uh, let's hope now maybe you'd, you'd pencil into your little diary there now. The second there. weekend in May. Yeah, yeah. Very good. It'd be good, wouldn't it? Okay, the, the, earlier this morning, the handball club had a sponsored walk, and uh, that seems to be have gone off very successfully. Yes, indeed, and uh, so like the event might have happened, but that doesn't mean you can't keep on giving. Yes, um, I'm sure. Uh, look, it's it's and the handball club is is the Tumgraney handball club, but as you know, Jim, I mean, Tumgraney handball club is a sort of a wide. It covers a wide area. And, you know, because there are not that many hand club, handball clubs in East Clare. So um, so if anyone can give some support, I'm sure you know some young lad or lady who's involved in the club and should give them a few bob there. And uh, it's difficult times for any club now to be raising money like yeah. so. Um, well, I, I gather they have a club funder account. So I think you can you can go to that as well. Oh, there right, are various yeah. posters up around the place yes. as well with names on them. But I think club K L U B F U N D E R, and they have a you can look up club funder Tumgraney Handball Club. So it's certainly you you'll have plenty of opportunity to, to make give. it make it easy and people when they might might open up the wallet or the or the card these days. Yes. Exactly. As we're coming towards the end of the program. 
the Raheen Hill path, and I, I've seen on the on the Clare Champion, I'd say, or, or the Clare Echo, where the the path obviously stops short of the village, and there's a move to to connect the two. There is indeed. I mean, first of all, I mean the path now that was finished there in the springtime is absolutely superb, like now for the for the local people to be walking and exercising there. It's down at the bottom, the, the, the tarmac part of it ends at the bottom of Raheen Hill. Now, we have a path that was in there a long time, a gravel path, but um, I was talking actually with, with um, some of the council people earlier in the summer, and I know, Jim, you said it's been on the, on the local newspapers and stuff, and the councillors have been on, that there is, they are looking at uh, completing the path to join it from the bottom of Raheen Hill up to, um, up to say, where St. Cronin's is. So you have a proper footpath there. Um, and th- these things obviously cost money. And, you know, when you start digging holes in the ground, it gets a little bit expensive. So um, I know the council was saying that, yes, it is in their plans and they're looking at that, uh, but the funding has to be found. And, um, you know, so they need to find a funding source for that. And also I know they were, I mean, speed, speed of um, vehicles within the village is a concern. I know I was talking to um, various people over the summer, and if you stand in the village like now, you can see the, the speed. And uh, so I think they would be incorporating the footpath and some speed calming, um, however they're going to do it, but they would be talking to us anyway. So hopefully for, for next year now, that will all come together and uh, get a path like now where you'll get your, your feet now, won't get wet at all like now. You've got all the way to Killaloo. <laughs> and listen, as, as finally... Uh, as well as being our correspondent in Tungreni, you're also chair of the TDA. Uh, how's the TDA going and how are you getting on post-pandemic or post-lockdown? Well, I say, I, th- I think now we've had a very good pandemic, if you can have, a, if you, if you can have such a thing. But no, we've, we've got a lot of work done. Um, funding is, we've, do, we've done very well with the grants now. And um, our subscription, we haven't run our subscription for 2020 or 2021 with the pandemic and there but i have to say we're as much like yourselves we're, we're okay like we're managing like now and we do run our monthly lotto which we're very grateful to the players of that so that's bringing a little bit of income um and we did ask last december we asked when we did the big job revamp job on the park we asked for help sponsorship of seats and also um you know some donations and we were we were overwhelmed like and and extremely happy with the response we got and that covered the gap in between the grant we got from Clare County Council and the and the price of the job so it was absolutely great so look we're doing okay maybe we'll look at I think you can have sort of bingos and this sort of thing like now we had our bingo which whatever about the fundraising bit is a great social event so maybe for Christmas we'll have a look at that and see if it's possible it obviously depends on the present restrictions this sort of thing but Hopefully, like now, we'll get back to, let's call it, some sort of normality. Normality. That would be great indeed. OK, Paul Brooks, uh, Chair of Tumgraney Development Association and our correspondent in Tumgraney, many thanks for joining me in studio today. And we look forward to chatting again as the year goes on. You're welcome, Jim. Ground.